tonight's scripture passage begins in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah was a prophet who lived 700 years before the birth of Jesus. And he sung in his own way about this wondrous love. Isaiah told us that a virgin would be with child. Isaiah told us that the government would be upon his shoulders. Isaiah told us that a suffering servant would come and demonstrate wondrous love to set us free. I'll be reading from Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 12. And then we're going to turn to Jesus' brother who had been empowered by the Holy Spirit, whose life had been completely changed with the resurrection of his brother. And he gives us the book of James. And we'll look to God's Word in James chapter 5. And we'll read verses 16 through 19 about those who are sick in the church, those who are weary, those who are broken, and what he describes to show wondrous love to them. Let's be mindful that as I read and you read along with me silently, that it's God's Word that we read and hear today. It's without error. It's true. It'll lead us to life. It'll never lead us astray. Because of this wondrous love, He would give us this wondrous Word. Let us join together our hearts and be in awe of a prophet 700 years before Jesus that would write these words. Isaiah 53, verse 3. He was despised and rejected by others, a man of suffering and familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their faces. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. Surely he took up our pain And bore our suffering. Are you in pain tonight? Have you suffered? Look to Jesus who took up your pain. And who bore your suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God. Stricken by him. And afflicted. But sinner, listen. But he was pierced for our transgressions. And he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each one has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet He did not open His mouth. He was led like a lamb to slaughter, and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so He did not open His mouth. By oppression and judgment He was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was punished. 
He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will. It was the Lord's will to crush him and to cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servants will justify many. And he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great. And he will divide the spoils with the strong because he poured out his life unto death and was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Transgressors. James 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Or as the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 12, 3 translates this word, is anyone among you weak, weary? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make them well. The Lord will raise them up. If they had sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you that you demonstrated a wondrous love for sinners like us. You couldn't have demonstrated it more clearly by sending your Son while we were still sinners to come and to live that life that we should have lived but we failed to. And to die that death that our sins deserve but He died in our place. Oh, what wondrous love, Father, you would have for sinners like us. Oh, Jesus, what wondrous love you would have for the Father that you would be willing to come and leave His side and come and rescue us, to come and put on flesh, to come and to truly be both Son of God, fully God, and Son of Man, fully man, to bear our suffering and our sorrows to know our pain. To be pierced, not 
for your own transgressions. Jesus, you're sinless. You're the spotless Lamb of God. But to be pierced for our transgressions, to be wounded because of our iniquities, and unbelievably, this this divine eternal plan that through your wounds we can be healed. What wondrous love is this? Jesus, you loved us so much, you didn't leave us as orphans. You gave us a meal to remind us of your love and your broken body and your poured out blood. You've given us the Comforter, God the Holy Spirit, to come and to make His home inside of us. To give us a new heart, to remove a heart of flesh and or stone and give us a heart of flesh. To give us the ability to know and to love You and to even give us the gift of faith to embrace Jesus as Savior. Holy Spirit, to be a deposit guaranteeing that You're going to continue to love us, God. And Jesus, You're going to come back for us. So Spirit of the living God, come and open up our ears afresh to hear. Illumine our minds to understand. Oh, Spirit of the living God, fill our hearts with Your presence so that we weep, so that we remember, so that we're so moved by Your love. Empower us to walk out of here Remembering and rejoicing. Father, what is said that is true, use those words to make us more like Jesus. What is merely my opinion, may it quickly be forgotten and fall away. May Christ and Christ alone be glorified. And it's in His precious and powerful name we pray. Amen. When I fly back to Syracuse, New York, I know I'm almost home. Well, at least almost home to that place that since I was a child, I called home. And it's on a drive from the airport to a rustic cabin by a lake that we pass a historic inn, a beautiful inn, an old inn, an inn that you look at and you think of all the charm of our country's history. And the name of the inn is quite intriguing. The inn is called the in-between. The in-between. And as you come up to this inn, and and it has all this charm, it even has a, a lookout on top, a lookout that you could go out and look over the fields and maybe see if there are any Indians in one day or any redcoats. And as you see this in and you're sitting there thinking, this is the in-between, you start to ask the question, what is it in-between? It seems to be in the middle of nowhere. And you want to ask, maybe it should be called in the middle of nowhere. Christians, we're living our lives in the in-between. We're living our lives in the in-between, between two visits from Jesus our Lord. 
And sometimes when we live our lives in between these two visits, the first one when He came to rescue us and to set us free and to pay the penalty for our sins, to be nailed on the cross of Calvary, to give us life and new life and life abundantly. But He also says, I'm coming again. I will return and I'm going to remove all of your tears and all of your sorrows and do away once and for all with death. And I'm going to be with you. But right now, Christian, family, we're in the in-between. But for many of us, we feel like we're in the middle of nowhere. And we're just trying to make our way home. Isaiah promised. We've heard his words. 700 years God inspired him to promise us of a suffering servant who would come. Who unbelievably would be pierced for our transgressions. Unbelievably would be crushed for our iniquities. And that the Father would be pleased to to heal us through his wounds. Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise. The cross of Calvary was the place where he was pierced for us. It was the place where we were healed. Did it work? Jesus gave his disciples the night in which he was betrayed, betrayed, the night that we remember tonight. He gave his disciples a meal. And he said, this meal is a meal to remember because you know what? We forget. We just forget. I mean, I describe this lavish love and my heart starts beating, but I forget. And he knew that sinners like us would forget. So he gives us this meal to remember to remember that while we are in that in, while we are in the in-between, we will remember what Christ has done for us. So tonight, come and remember. Come as those of His family come and break the bread and remember His body was broken for you. Drink the wine and remember His blood was shed for you. But remember, interestingly, we are to have this meal until, until. When Jesus says, have this meal until I come again, until, until there, all things are made new in the kingdom. It tells us that this meal is in between. But he tells us that while we are in this in-between, He's going to heal us and continue to heal us. You see, this meal tonight, unbelievably, is a meal that strengthens us. It reminds us. It's a a meal that, that heals us. But he's also given us a prescription in his word because he knows we're in between. And he knows your sorrow. He knows your suffering. He knows your weakness. And he so lovingly says, I'm going to feed you in between. And I'm going to heal you 
in between. And if you're weak and you're weary, come to me. And if there's anyone in the church that is sick, that needs to be prayed for and prayed over, come. Come and let the elders of the church anoint you with oil. The oil significant in only the way that it points to the poured out blood of Jesus. Only as we remember what He has done for us. But it also says this, the prayer of the righteous one, the prayer of the righteous man availeth much and we will be healed as we are living in the in-between. Because we know we need healing during this time. One of my favorite verses, one of those verses that I just continually go to because I'm in between, because I forget because I'm broken, because I'm sinful, is Hebrews 10, 14. Listen to this. For by one sacrifice, the sacrifice of the spotless Lamb of God, Jesus, for by one sacrifice, listen to these words, He has made perfect forever Those who are being made holy. And in this one verse, we have wholeness, perfect forever. We have healing. And in this one verse, we have process, who are being made holy in brokenness. In this one verse, we have the in-between. But again, in that in-between, Scripture tells us of the ways to be healed. And we're going to celebrate that tonight. Let me ask you the question. Where are you in the in-between? Where is your life right now in this in-between? If you're a child of God, each one of us needs to go up to the lookout. We've got to continually go up there. We can't forget that we've got to go and we've got to watch. Because Jesus is coming again. We got to long for that day and look out and get a bird's eye view of our life and be reminded that God is God and He is in control. Be reminded of His goodness and get up there and so we can see beyond the pain and the hurt that's right in front of us. And just peer out and say, Come back, Jesus, come. Each family member needs to spend some time up in the lookout. But we also need to frequently be around the dining room table. We need to be taking and eating the Lord's Supper together. Breaking bread. Pouring out wine. And remembering. Because you know, this Savior invites us to come even tonight. This Savior is going to come to us in His Spirit and say, Come. Come. Come to the table. All you who are weary. All you who are broken. Come. All you need is faith. I'm going to give that to you. Come. Come and eat. For some, we need to be in the in-between right now. We, We need to be healed. We need to be prayed for. We're broken. We're weak. Maybe everyone knows that. Maybe no one knows it but the Lord. So tonight, we're going to invite you to come. He's going to invite you to come. The elders are going to be here for you to pray for you, over you, to anoint you with oil, 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and ask that God would heal you. We'll also have some of our uh, leading uh, female ladies in this church available for you. If you're a lady here tonight and wants to have a female pray for you, they're going to be here available to pray for you as well. And if you'd like, during or after that prayer to be anointed, that would be our privilege. The truth is, we're almost home. We're almost home, but we're not home yet. Great news tonight. Jesus has provided the way home. He's opened up heaven's doors. And none of his children are going to miss it. We're going to get there. But unbelievably, this Savior is going to mend us along the way. He's going to heal us. He's going to love us. He's going to make sure that during our time, at the in-between, He will be there. And we will be with Him. Let us pray. Father, thank You for bringing Your Son and Your Spirit to us in the way that we can have life in the in-between. Jesus, you said that you were going to go to your Father's side and you were going to prepare a place for us, a place with many rooms. And if it were not so, you wouldn't have told us this. And Jesus, you said you're the way, you're the truth, you're the life to that that home with the Father where there's no more tears and no more suffering and no more death and no more sorrow. But here we are. We're in the in-between. And we need to remember. Some need to be healed. All of us need to be mended. All of us need to be loved. All of us need to remember that He was pierced for our transgressions. Wounded for our iniquities. And unbelievably, through his wounds, we are healed. Heal us again tonight. Through this meal, through the oil, through the song, through prayer, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. I'd like to invite the worship team to come back. uh, For the elders to come forward who will be praying uh, for us, for you, for the elders to come forward. Uh, Let me explain some of the logistics of tonight. How busy is your life? How much quiet reflection time do you have? How hurried is your pace? We've been praying that God's Spirit would come and just slow it all down. Because if we're going to remember, we need to stop. And we need to be mindful. And we need to spend time, take time. Let's, the, the next several moments, we're going to ask you to take time to reflect on what Jesus' death means to you. Reflect upon the cross. 
reflect and pray about that sacrifice. Take time. Pray. Cry. Meditate. Rejoice. Spend time tonight with Jesus. Lean into Him. Let Him remind you that He loves you. Come into His presence. Let Him him heal you again. Be reminded of the joy of being set free from your sins. Take time. What we're going to do is when you're ready, in a few moments, you can come and take communion. The pastors and elders will be back there. There'll be three stations that you could go to. It's the intention method. So it's come and rip a piece of bread and, and put it into the, to the juice and immediately partake. When you're ready, come. There'll also be elders that are already here and women leaders that will be ready to pray for you. If you want to, you just want to come and be prayed for first, if you just need to do some business with God, come and let Him pray for you and over you, anoint you with oil. You can do that first and then take communion. Or you don't have to come and have the elders pray for you if you don't want tonight. It's completely up to you. We're providing space for you to spend time with our great God. There'll be some songs that'll be sung as we're doing this, uh, some prayers that will be prayed. Um, there'll be a, 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 an incredible video of God on a stick uh, that will be shown. Use all of that to lean into Jesus, to remember, to be grateful. Again, in James, Jesus says, if anyone is weak, if anyone is sick, that we're to call the elders, or the elders are here, that we are to have oil. And this oil, nothing magical, but this oil is really symbolic, just showing us that Jesus was pierced for our transgressions, that there's power in the blood, that in obedience we're praying in His name, in obedience we are asking Him to heal us, knowing that the magic isn't in the oil. The, the power is in the blood. The power is in our Savior. The power is in prayers of the righteous that He chooses to listen to and heal us. Let me pray that God would do just that. Father, we thank You for this evening of remembering. Father, we thank You for this oil that you have prescribed for us to use for healing. God, we acknowledge that nothing magical in the oil, everything powerful in the sun. And yet you choose to use the prayers of elders to be a prescription that you often use to bring healing. So Father, we ask that your Spirit would come with power and as the elders anoint 
your people with oil and pray over them. That, Father, you would be pleased to hear their prayers. Pleased to heal us again. To set us free. Oh, our God, you can heal us. You have healed us on Calvary. Heal us again. Make us whole. Feed us. Heal us. Be with us, we pray. In Christ's name, amen.